Hey yo, and welcome to the College Student Success Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping college students with mental health issues set and achieve goals for themselves to get them where they want to be. I'm your host, Derek Malinzak, and this is episode 68 of the podcast. And uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed your spring break, if you uh, have had yours at this point in time. You may be having it this week, I imagine, in which case, uh, perhaps you're listening to me on spring break, in which case, oh, that is awesome of you. Thank you. Um, if not, some schools may not have a spring break or may have it later in the semester or they may work on trimesters or quadmesters or whatever it is people do these days. Um, I hope you do have a break coming up if you uh, didn't just recently enjoy one. Um, I had a break and I was able to uh, get away for a few days with my brother and that was pretty awesome. Uh, so... Today, we are going to be talking about early warning signs, bro, and we'll be picking up our rap planning series with the fourth part in the five-part series, and uh, we're going to be talking early warning signs and then also what to do, you know, uh, so which of the wellness tools are you going to use when these warning signs have, have started to sort of rear their ugly head when it comes to uh, school? specifically. We're going to do rap planning for school. If you are just joining us, i uh, really happy to have you. And uh, there is a downloadable form in the last couple of episodes. Episodes 65, 66, and 67 have uh, links where you can download a PDF of the rap planning document. Uh, you will probably not see it in this episode uh, or the next one. Uh, and you may have also noticed that there is no music anymore uh, in the intro. Uh, so I should probably explain that before I get into early warning signs because it uh, it factors into uh, what has been uh, what it will happen with the podcast moving forward to a, to a certain degree. Uh, so I had an injury, and I am actually really very extremely limited in being able to do a lot of uh, repetitive actions with my hands, whether that be uh, typing or using a mouse with the computer. Um, so as you may imagine, that has been uh, quite a challenge. Uh, I think it was actually related to my racquetball playing. So if you guys remember, my wellness goal was to, uh, you know, sort of incorporate social um, more social wellness into my physical health activities. And I'd gotten, uh, found someone to play racquetball with, and this was like sort of a big deal. And I think that it ended up being my undoing. So sometimes even our best intentions, you know, set a goal that you think is really going to matter to you and it's going to help you in other areas of your recovery. And sometimes it ends up be, <laughs> I don't know when else this happens, but uh, ends up becoming uh, a new focal point for a, a new goal. So, yeah, so I've had a change in my goal because uh, this injury happened to my wrist and sort of spread. Um, I compensated, uh, used my left hand for a long time, uh, well, for a few days, and then developed pain there too. And um, yes, it's been very challenging. So... I have a new perspective uh, in people with disabilities in general, uh, as I am, I am identifying myself as a person with a disability, although I hope it to be a temporary one. 
I will be seeing the doctor tomorrow and uh, a couple more doctors beyond that. But uh, for that reason, yeah, I'm very limited. I'm basically hitting record and um, doing the rest of these episodes. So my goal at this point for the podcast is, uh, well, it was all to be dependent on what the doctor says. If he kind of uh, takes me off of the computer, then uh, I might be uh, might be a little while before I'm back with you. But as of now, I intend to try and finish the series, the rap planning series, so uh, this episode and next episode. And I have a, uh, I have an interview scheduled for a couple of weeks, and uh, so I'd like to get that one out as well. And I've enlisted the help of my brother, who's going to assist me with uh, doing the editing and publishing the podcast on the uh, blog so that it's available to download. So... That's how we're going to handle it. We are going to uh, roll with the punches. We are going to deal with our challenges and setbacks the best way we know how, right? And we're going to try and keep momentum going, even if it's been severely hampered. Uh, you get done what you can get done. And that is sort of what we preached here. And that is what I'm going to follow my own advice. And uh, that's why you're hearing me, even though, uh, you know, I really didn't put as much uh, preparation and eff- uh, ability. I didn't have the effort. I have the effort. I just can't uh, deploy. Um, so this is, uh, you know, a lot of it's off the top of my head, you know, and uh, hope that you guys can uh, bear with me as I get through this uh, temporary disability. So with that, let's talk about early warning signs. So this is page six of the rat planning document. I'll talk again, as I've been doing, about a couple of mine, and then I'm going to brainstorm some more that may be appearing in yours, you know, things that may come up for uh, students that I've noticed that uh, I've talked to over the years or that I've had in my classes, some things I may have observed, um, given that the student population in our department uh, seems to have a higher than uh, normal rate of uh, people identifying with uh, disabilities in general, but specifically mental health disabilities. So when you know somebody is in recovery and then you can kind of see the behaviors and, and especially when they feel um, comfortable and, and that they won't be stigmatized against, I think they're just more willing and I hope people feel this way in your programs. Uh, to be upfront with your instructors, and they will, I think, oftentimes, more often than not, with or without uh, approved accommodations, tend to be more flexible with you, um, at least the ones that uh, can understand and uh, relate to uh, the struggle that people endure when going through uh, symptoms and relapses uh, related to their mental illness. So when you're on your way to a relapse, you experience oftentimes these early warning signs, these things that may come about because of a trigger, which we talked about the last episode. Uh, If you want to go back and listen to that one, that's episode 67. And the trigger is like the one thing that happens, right? You get into an argument with your significant other or your your brother or family member, and it it triggers these feelings. And if you have good coping skills, you're able to kind of work past that, right? And if you have a good support network, right, even if the piece of your support network is is directly involved, right, you get in a fight with your significant other, maybe she is a, he or she is a a key support, but the goal would hopefully be to have other supports that you can lean on when you're, you know, you can't just oftentimes get by with one. 
So you have the supports in place, you use your resources, uh, you fall back on your coping strategies, and you get yourself right again, right? You, you temporary bump, uh, momentum continues uh, forward, progressive. Um, but then not always, right? Sometimes these triggers, fight with spouse, significant other, uh, brothers, uh, family member, turns into something that would potentially lead to a relapse. And so you aren't able to correct the ship. And what happens then is you might, you know, things might start to get worse. Uh, and early warning signs are a big part of that. So I'll read here from page six. Early warning signs are internal and may be unrelated to reactions to stressful situ situations. In spite of your best efforts at reducing symptoms, you may begin to experience early warning signs, subtle signs of changes that indicate you may need to take further action. Reviewing early warning signs regularly helps you to become more aware of them and allows you to take action before they worsen. So what are we going to be doing now uh, as part of your home exercise? You know, spoiler alert. <laughs> These are the early warning signs that if they happened at school or were some way related to my schoolwork might indicate I need to take further action. So uh, I will add one of these. Uh, so for me, it should have been um, a pain in my hand <laughs> was an early warning sign for me. So for me, like uh, with this injury, it all started with a pain in my finger. Uh, and I actually got it checked out, and then I ended up getting uh, probably compensating for the injury, and that portion of it went away, but it reemerged. And um, the that, the trigger was, you know, spending a lot of time on the internet, you know, in a long period of time without resting, um, and so that would be the, have been the trigger, you know, um, a lot to do in a short amount of time, you know, and feeling. I wasn't unprepared. I just, uh, I was really motivated to get it done. Uh, and then the early warning signs is like the pain in my finger that wouldn't go away. Uh, so <laughs> that's just for me right now. But what are the things that happen for you? Um, for me, a lot of it relates to stopping the good habits that I have in place, right? Um, one thing with this injury is I haven't been able to really walk my dog as I like to um, just because she's not the best on the leash and it, pulling on my wrist, it's just like, I know it's not a good idea. So that's been uh, a big thing, part of my daily routine that's been kind of sapped. And so I've adjusted actually, and that's what you try and do, right? Um, if you aren't able to do something related to your habits, you might try and do a part of it. Uh, and you might try and, you know, be trying to self-correct along the way in terms of getting back to your original routine. So for me, what I did was instead of walking her, I just take her out in the backyard and attach her to the uh, line we have there. And we run around because my, my legs work just fine still. So God bless. Um, so what do you do? What are some of the good habits we talked about that are in your wellness toolbox and part of your daily daily activity plan, um, daily academic wellness plan? When those start to cease, right? When you work out typically and you stop your workout routine or you stop your, you know, as eating as nutritiously as you normally do. That's another one that happened to me. You go away on vacation or you have your spring break, you maybe go back to your parents' house and there's like all this food there. And you're like, ah, this is like so different than what I normally eat, for better or for worse, right? Um, 
I am into the smoothie thing. So when I am doing well, I'm having a smoothie every day. Um, that's an early warning sign that like, oh, I'm not going to be feeding myself as well. So I may not be feeling as, as mentally well. So if you can pick up on these things, you have a heightened self of sense of self-awareness, right? So we talk about in the Gary Vanderchuk episode, uh, where it's something that very hard to teach, right? But the way you teach it is, again, when you're doing well, when you're lucid and can kind of think about these things from afar, not when things are actually when you're experiencing the warning signs, right? This is when you're doing well. Um, to be able to lo- note them and then review them, review them frequently. And if you develop that self-awareness to be like, yeah. Or if you actually try one, you think it works and then it tends to not work for a few times. It's like maybe you misinterpreted it and you can do some revision there, right? So I had for me stopping good habits and whatever those are to you, you know, I won't go through mine. Um, another sort of general one that kind of happens to me and may happen to you guys is sort of I stop communicating as much. Um, so does that happen to you guys? You know, you may have a good relationship with somebody and it, you just stop talking with them as much about the things that matter. Um, and so this isn't good, right, if you bottle things up. And I've had that struggle with, you know, typically I use a journal and I haven't been able to type and that's how I typically journal. So you know, you have to find, again, you have to adjust. You talk to your supports more about the things that you may have been journaling about. You know, what do you think about uh, doing that? It's it's scary, I think. Um, so what are some of the other things that might indicate you need to take further action? Here are some of the examples that are given in the plan. Not looking forward to going to class. <laughs> so some people may never, and that's just their baseline. I hope it's not, though. I really do. Um, you don't have to be at college, right? Um, falling behind in homework, you know, that's a pretty universal sign, right? If, especially if that's not your baseline, if that's not what you're typically known for. Uh, messy workspace, right? If that's something that's normally very important to you and now all of a sudden you're kind of falling behind or you're just getting being very disorganized, uh, that's going to be a problem. Uh, and then easily getting annoyed at people. This is one that I can relate to because I don't typically get annoyed at people. And if that is somebody that you can relate to, it's like, yeah. And when it happens, it's a big fucking deal. Uh, And I need to kind of look at myself and practice some self-awareness and decide, all right, is this just a blip? You know, can I, you know, this just a response from a trigger, you know, skipping this routine or whatever, having a bad interaction with somebody Or is this something that I need to take a little closer look at because this is sending me down a path of relapse? Uh, So whatever those things are for you, you're going to put in that area. And then we have, right below that, if I notice some of these warning signs, I will do the following. All right? So what will you do? So for me, it was, again, talk to that support person for me is my wife. You know, who is it for you? Friend, brother, sister, um cousin, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, you know who that is. Um, See your doctor. What, you know, whatever is, you know, something medical related, uh, you may be able to get some relief temporarily, you know. Um, People, you know, again, the the love-hate relationship because 
Some people see their doctor as sort of a partner and they kind of work collaboratively and the doctor knows and trusts them well enough to be able to listen and respect their opinion. Then there's people on the other side of the coin, you know, people that may have a relationship with a doctor, maybe a psychiatrist, albeit a, a reluctant one, you know, one where you would, if all things being equal, never see them in your life. <laughs> um, for better or worse, they might be nice people. You just uh, really kind of are upset with the fact that you have to see them, or maybe they suck, and that's just the, the best you can do. I've been reading a lot lately about this like shortage of psychiatrists out there, especially in more rural areas where people may have to travel like, you know, 50, 60, or even more miles to get to their doctor. And it just is a, a luxury that we have, at least in the area I live, um, you know, suburban New Jersey. Uh, just so many doctors at our disposal, you know, that if uh, the one that I was seeing wasn't available, the one that I was seeing wasn't available, that there would be, you know, many other options, even if they're not great options, that they're at least uh, somewhat accessible. Uh, and then the other one I had was like talking to colleagues. So you have those people on, on the very deep level, you know, we, we already talked about that, the main people uh, that are sources of support. But uh, I put talk to colleagues, I'm thinking about it from a work perspective, but it, I maybe should have said talk to peers or students, you know, who are those other students in your class that might be able to relate to the problem that you're going through. You know, it might be that somebody else is experiencing the similar kind of thing due to the stress of that particular class. Uh, so if you're on a good terms with somebody uh, and having a good relationship, then it might be something to, uh, you know, if you feel like you're in a good position with them, you know, to maybe share. And sometimes that camaraderie and that support uh, saying, oh, I've, I'm going through that too. Isn't this the worst? Uh, can really make things feel better start to feel better for you all right I'm actually gonna go on to the next page and we're gonna bang out this next section as well uh, this is page seven because I feel like it, it kind of goes along and uh, again I'm free-flowing here I haven't actually completed this because again of my uh, disabling condition so you know you're seeing how the sausage is made folks <laughs> uh, no I, I hope that this is uh, slightly up you know at least up to standards in terms of the typical quality that I give you guys but uh, if it's not you know again please bear with me so here we go with when things are breaking down or getting worse so you may begin to feel even worse very uncomfortable like the situation is serious and even dangerous but you're still able to take some action on your own behalf this is a very important time it is necessary to take immediate assertive action to present to prevent a crisis all right so now there are two sections for this page this is page seven of the academic wellness plan so here we have the following signs will let me know that i am feeling much worse okay so off the top of my head you know uh the change in emotion you know if i have feeling so bad that it forces a reaction like crying you know, that's a situation where it's like, okay, I know to look for something like that and recognize like things are getting way worse, you know, and if that's you, uh, you might be able to relate. Some people cry at the drop of a hat, right? And that's not going to be something they list here, you know, because that is more in line with their day-to-day -day behavior, 
right? So these are things that let you know you're feeling much worse. And they're things that probably don't happen too often, right? So the examples they give here are making many mistakes, feeling like I'm dragging myself to school, missing the bus three days in a row, you know, getting back to the medication ones. Um, medication, uh, if you all of a sudden run out and don't, uh, don't go to refill or skip a doctor's appointment, and know you need to to get a refill uh, or med adjustment and you just you know you can't bring yourself to make the appointment because it's just like feels like such a such a big chore um, again with the routines like missing one day and going back to it might just be that feeling like oh, things are just like you know a little bump in the road um, but when it starts to become a pattern in the opposite direction and you know you've lost momentum I've now haven't walked the dog three days in a row or made it to the gym or I've noticed that my diet the last three days has been complete shit. Um, these are definite signs that you should not ignore. Um, so uh, think about when it comes to school, right? Uh, I haven't logged on to my online class in X number of days. That's probably one that would stand out as an easy sort of marker for people taking online courses. Uh, I haven't reached out to my friends to, you know, hang out. Now one might be a little more subtle, you know, where it's like not something that you would normally associate with being a productive student at school, but is essential to your social wellness. And if you, you know, start to experience a, a decline or a deficit in one area, it's going to impact the other areas of dimensions of wellness, right? Then we have the last section here. If I notice several signs... Uh, that things have gotten much worse, I must do all of the following things. Okay, uh, the examples here. Arrange to take at least three days off. Discuss my situation with my counselor or therapist. Talk to the disability services counselor. See my therapist, etc., etc. So this is sort of like a protocol, right? A set of instructions that you're going to enact when you've noticed several signs. So one of those things that we noted above, right? Um, maybe it's like difficulty sleeping might be one that you experience a lot or sleeping too much, right? It could go either way. Some people crave sleep and don't get enough of it. Other people sleep so much and have such trouble getting out of bed. Um, so either one can be extremely uh, challenging. So it might be, yeah, one day again, not such a big deal. I know to self-correct, I'm going to use these tools in my wellness toolbox to get me back on track for the next day. Now things have gotten worse and these tools aren't working and now it's been three days. Okay, step one, you know, I am going to make a phone call to so-and-so. Step two, I'm going to, you know, send this email to my professor or contact like they have the disability services counselor. Again, this is a protocol, so this is uh, not in really negotiable language, if you notice that. It says, I must, and it's in all caps. I'm sorry, it's not in all caps, but it is bolded. <laughs> and it's the only thing bolded in this entire uh, page. So what are those things for you? If you notice here that these are, some of them are uh, reaching out to professional services, right? Uh, in this case, they had supported education counselor, disability services person, therapist. You know, I'm sure you could put your psychiatrist or medical doctor, whoever prescribes you medication. It might be 
you know, some sort of mentor? Um, you know, what are those people in their lives? And then it might be uh, something of a personal nature, like they had arranging to take at least three days off. You know, now if that is something you've never done before, it probably isn't something that you would put down there, right? Because you don't know if it's actually going to help you or not. I mean, everybody could probably use three days off, right? But now you have three days more of responsibilities to uh, kind of map out and uh, cover. You know, so for some people it's a little more trouble than it's worth. But if you have done it before and you know that it's helped, then it's great to have in there, right? So I hope this has sort of helped you guys get through these next two sections so this will of course be your home exercise to complete page six the early warning signs and page seven when things are breaking down or getting worse and if you uh feel like sharing them you know tweet them at me uh you can find again uh i'll have probably in the show notes just some of the basic contact uh, and housekeeping stuff uh, and maybe try and get the home exercise in there. But if you're listening to this, you know what the home exercise is to complete page six and, six and seven. And I will do everything in my power to be back here next week to close this thing out and uh, finish up the wellness plan. Uh, so if you want some advanced preview, we will be finishing it up with talking about academic crisis planning and a note on uh, post-crisis what, what you do after a crisis happens, after a relapse occurs, you picked up the pieces, and now it's time to get back into school. Uh, what are some strategies and tips we have for that? Well, stay tuned, and you will hear them. So can't wait to hear, but you uh, have you back next week, and uh, we'll close this thing out. It feels good to get things uh, done, and you know we'll kind of put a bow on our wrap planning ag- uh, agenda. Hope you uh, got some value out of this. Uh, it's it's good and good for me to kind of push forward with the podcast. So I'm glad I decided to do this, even if it was a little less uh, prepared than my typical ones. So with that, have a great week, everybody. See you next week. Peace.